Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. My name is Rose Cushing. I'm the host of today's Horsewoman podcast, and today our guest is Lori Stroud. And Lori is the head person of the North Carolina State 4-H program. She organizes all their events and takes care of all the clubs, and she's your go-to girl if you need something with 4-H. And I wanted to do this podcast today because I would say 90% of all of the people that I interview that are successful in the horse industry have been 4-H kids. So it's a very, very valuable program that we need to make sure never, ever, ever goes away. So Lori, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Tell me a little bit about you and and your background in in 4-H and horses and how you got started. Okay, sure. So interestingly enough, my family does have a background in horses. Um, my grand, great-grandfather was one of the founding members of the Belgian Horse Society. Um, but I actually got involved in horses because of my childhood best friend. Uh, I met her in kindergarten, and her family had a horse farm on the road where we lived. And so I would just ride my bike down to the farm and just hang out with them. Um, they mainly had quarter horses and paints. They did a lot of open shows, mainly showed Western. Uh, I just enjoyed being around the farm and the horses. And I started going to some of the horse shows with them to help out. And after a few years, um, they got me involved in 4-H. I joined um, the 4-H club, and then I started showing one of their horses. So I showed a lot um, from 7 to 10, like in walk, jog, uh, showman, showmanship, and things like that. And then eventually graduated up to show in Western Pleasure and Horsemanship um, until I graduated from high school. So I joined 4-H when I was nine and, of course, did some horse showing. But I also did horse bowl and horse judging and hippology. And I was fortunate enough to get to represent North Carolina in four different events um, at the Eastern National Roundup. So after I got to college... I was on the collegiate horse judging team at NC State, and that's kind of where I got my um, horse judging uh, start as far as judging open shows. And so I judged open horse shows for about 20 years um, before I stopped about seven years ago. Um, Pretty much when I started working at NC State and working with the 4-H horse program is when I kind of stopped um, judging the open horse shows just because so many of my weekends are already consumed with horse activities. I just needed a little break. And I also had a little two-year-old at home at the time, so I just needed to spend more time with him. So... Um, I started off with, you know, the riding and then got into the educational and then that just kind of led me to my job where I'm at now. And you did a lot of AQHA judging, didn't you? I did. So, you know, as a youth competitor, you know, I got to judge at the Quarter Horse Congress and the Youth World. Then I also got to judge at the Quarter World uh, when I was in college. And I had my AQHA novice card um, for probably about seven years. And um, unfortunately, when I had my my son was right when I needed to renew, 
and I wasn't I wasn't able to go to the convention that year to renew so I just I kind of dropped it at that point and it was fine because I kind of had in the back of my mind that I probably would stop judging for for a while so maybe one day I will go back and and renew that and get back into the judging but right now I'm just happy with you know the teaching aspect of it working with the 4-H'ers I do like to scribe when I have the opportunity just to keep my skills sharp um but I do I do love judging well the 4-H program has certainly benefited since you've been there without question so tell our listeners a little bit about the North Carolina 4-H program and and the history of it and, and what all it encompasses, if you will, as related to horses. But I know they do robotics and all kinds of other cool stuff, too. So just give us a little overview. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, 4-H is the largest youth organization in the United States. And like you said, I mean, there are programs um, that are just limitless, like, you know, the STEM, the agriculture, leadership, veterinary science, horticulture, um, there's all kinds of projects that youth can participate in. With the North Carolina 4-H Horse Program, uh, youth can join as a clover bud, which is um, youth that are ages five to seven. And it's actually a non-competitive division, but our clover buds are really sharp, and we give them plenty of opportunities to kind of um, interact with the competitions and the events that they'll see when they get older. So our clover buds, we let them do, they have like a mock hippology and horse judging contest. They um, have classes at our state for a horse show and they can do artistic expression. Uh, once the kids turn eight, from ages eight to 13, they're juniors and then seniors are 14 to 18. And so honestly, most of what we offer with the 4-H horse program is horseless. Hey y'all, this is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson, North Carolina. It's almost springtime. Is your horse blooming? Does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves? How much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail? Then look no further. Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition from your performance horse to your weekend trail horse. Our line of maximum nutrition equine feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800-587-9229. And don't forget, Mule City delivers. So, Lori, tell me about the North Carolina program. Okay. So, for um, 4-H, just in general, it is the largest youth organization in the United States. And like you had mentioned, there's so many projects that kids can do with 4-H. Um, you know, of course, in addition to horses, but there's things like STEM, agriculture, leadership, horticulture, veterinary, veterinary science. So... There's so many opportunities, uh, but specifically with what I work with, with the horse program, uh, youth can join as clover buds first. So clover buds are youth that are ages five to seven, and it is a non-competitive division. 
However, it gives them a really good opportunity just to kind of get a taste of what 4-H is about and have them interact and do some of the competitions um, that the older kids do. So we offer like a mock contest for clover buds for hippology and horse judging. They can participate in our artistic expression contest with like painting, drawing, and photography. And they do have several classes they can show in at our state 4-H horse show. Once kids turn eight, ages eight to 13, they're junior 4-Hers, and then seniors are ages 14 to 18. And with our program, the interesting thing is most of what we offer does not require a horse, um, with the exception of qualifying horse shows, our state horse show, horsemanship camp, and some of the clinics that are offered. Um, you do not have to have a horse to participate. So most of our educational contests, um, you can participate as an individual, meaning if there's no other youth in your county that wants to do it, you can still come and enter um, and compete by yourself, like hippology, horse judging, like I said, the artistic expression, we have creative writing, presentations, public speaking. Um, one event that we have that requires a team is horse bowl. And horse bowl is where a moderator asks questions about horses and the youth have a buzzer and they have to buzz in and answer the questions. And so those, like I said, they do um, require four people to be seated on a team for horse bowl. No. And then, um, go yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say horse bowl is such a cool event and it's kind of like um, Jeopardy, right? It is. It's a lot like Jeopardy. Um, for our um, horse bowl that we do at our state and regional and national level, uh, we have what we call one-on-one -on -one questions where just one person on the team and the opposite person on the other team are asked that question. And so it's like head-to-head -head competition. And then eventually we get to what they call the open rounds where anyone on the team can buzz in. And there's also bonus questions that get asked. Um, where the team can actually talk and confer and work together to come up with the answer. And the bonus questions are usually a little harder. It requires multiple answers to get full credit. Um, it's very stressful, but it's also very, it's very fun. Um, I did horse bowl um, for a long time. Um, I'm a little jealous because the kids now get a lot more opportunities to compete. Um, when I did it, it was pretty much state and nationals were the only contests that we have, but now they can um, go to Southern Regionals and the Quarter Horse Congress and compete. So um, it, it's a really fun contest. That it is. So, the and then, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead and t carry on with what else you do. Um, so, hippology is probably the hardest competition. Um, hippology literally means the study of the horse. It comes from the Greek word um, hippo, um, meaning horse. And it requires the kids to have so much knowledge and to be able to be strong in a lot of different areas. They have to take an exam. They have to do identification of tack, equipment, feed, basically anything related to a horse. They have stations where they have a two-minute time limit to answer 10 questions. Um, again, with like pictures, diagrams, 
Sometimes there's actual specimens or organs that they have to identify parts of. Um, that's, of course, for the higher-level competitions. Um, they have to judge classes like our horse judging competitors have to do. Um, they do team problems where the team has a set amount of time to work together to deliver an answer to a problem or a question. And there, there's so many topics that they could be asked. It's, it's really hard to prepare for, um, but our kids just, they really excel at it because they take it so seriously and they work so hard and they, they just study everything they can to be as prepped as they can be. Um, but it never fails. Something gets asked that they never read about, um, and they just have to carry on and just do the best they can. Right. Right. Now, this year I know that, that we had a lots and lots of winners, and, and obviously, you know, you, you probably can't list them all right off the top of your head, but would you tell everybody about how successful we were this year? Because I'm so proud of these kids. Yeah, it was it was a pretty phenomenal year for us. So, um, all in all, at the Eastern Nationals, um, 13 out of the 16 kids that went were a national champion in some shape or form. Um, and then the other three were reserve champions that um, did not win an overall title. Um, at the Quarter Horse Congress, our horse bowl and hippology team both placed first. And then um, our individual presentation competitor, Caden Lowe from Currituck, won. And then at the Nationals, we won horse bowl, hippology, horse judging. Caden won presentation. And we also had the high individual in horse judging, Hannah Menick. Um, our communications team was second place communications team. And that was made up of kids that did the individual presentation, team presentation, and public speaking. So, they, I mean, they did as good as we could ever have hoped for. Um, some of these kids have been working for this since they were nine. Um, it's really neat because some of the girls that are aging out this year, their first year was actually about the time I started in my job here at NC State. So it's been really neat to see them go from start to finish. Um, we did have kids that this was their first year participating, and they were just super smart and just worked really hard to earn their spot and, and get to go. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't really have to be somebody that's been doing it since they were nine, but it certainly doesn't hurt if you've been doing it since you were young. Um, do some people just have natural ability, natural talent, um, especially when it comes to horse judging? Just some kids that have been around showing and horses a lot, um, they just have a natural eye. And, you know, it really is a gift um, for some of these competitors um, that they just, they're just natural about it. Absolutely. And these are not small competitions. You know, for example, the Quarter Horse Congress, how many competitors overall would you say were in the, the 4-H stuff? Oh, gosh. It, it really varied by contest. I know in the horse judging, I think there were 21 or 22 teams. Right. I think in Hippology there were 16 and I think 14 or 16 in horse bowl. So it really did vary. It depended on what it was. 
And then, and then it was kind of the same thing at the Nationals, too. And these are the best of the best that our country has to offer, and we just took it by blitz. I mean, that is just so impressive. Yeah, I think I think our total was 27 different states were Eastern Nationals. So it really was a lot of representation from all over the country. Um, there was kids from Washington State, Oregon, Iowa, Idaho. I mean, they really were from all over. I mean, of course, there was a lot from the East Coast, too, in the Midwest, but we did have some kids from the far western part of the country. That is just incredible. Now, how how does 4-H work? For folks that, that have heard of it but don't really know much about it, tell us a little bit about how do you find your leaders and your recruits and that kind of stuff. Like, if I want... Yeah, I guess if I wanted to start a program, how would I do that? What would be involved? Yeah, I get this question. I get this question a lot. I get a lot of emails from people that like stumble across our page on Facebook or on on the internet. Um, so, all the counties in North Carolina have cooperative extension offices. So, cooperative extension is who um, is in charge of 4-H um, in every county. Some counties, um, the 4-H agent has double duty. Sometimes they're also the livestock agent or maybe even the county director. So, you know, your first step is to find out who your agent is in your county, um, reach out to them and find out if they already have a horse club or um, find out what you need to do if you want to start your club. They can get you all the paperwork and let you know what that's going to entail. And if you have trouble finding it, they can always look us up and we can point you in the right direction. Um, sometimes there's just a county that doesn't have partic participation in a particular area like horse and so it is perfectly fine for a kid to join a club in a county where they don't live. And that, that honestly happens quite a bit. It's right. perfectly fine, you know, if you're willing to make that commitment, you know, to maybe drive a little further to a club meeting that's fine. Um, some counties have multiple horse clubs. Some only have one. It just really depends on where you live um, and the population, you know, of the horse interests in that area. Um, some clubs are small, maybe only five to ten members, and some have over 20, 30. Uh, it just, it really does depend. So how many clubs are there in North Carolina now? Okay, so throughout the 2022 year, we had about 62 counties that reported that they had some sort of horse club or horse activity in their 4-H program what? in that county. That's so, and I would, yeah, so I would say on average, the average number of clubs ends up working out to be about one club per county. Right. Now, some counties reported they didn't have a club, but they just had some youth that did horse activity. So that's why the average is, you know, basically one club per county. But we had some counties that had four or five, six clubs. Right. You know, it just, it kind of varied. Um, and there's probably close to a thousand youth throughout North Carolina that have some sort of horse involvement. Now, I'm curious, do, are there clubs more likely to be found in metropolitan areas or in rural areas? 
or does it? You That's know, a good question. When I when I sold my magazines and when I did my TV show, I was always shocked that I had a lot of viewers in Chicago and in New York City and in those kind of places where I would have thought wouldn't have cared a thing about what I did, but I was wrong. So I'm just curious. Um, overall, I would say it's probably more on the rural side, um, but that doesn't mean that there's not clubs, you know, in larger cities. Um, like Orange County has a really large program. Durham has a new club that started that's really big. Um, probably the biggest participation or the most members is from Union County. Mm -hmm. um, so it really does vary. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know that there's really a, a, a strong answer for that. That's okay. Just curious. Mm -hmm. So, are things winding down now for the year for 4-H, or are you guys still going strong? <sighs> That's funny. People ask, "Do you have a downtime?" We really don't because yeah. even though technically, you know, we we finished up the competitive season, you know, our, our last 4-H big event is nationals, the beginning of November. But right now we are in the planning stages for everything that's going to happen in 2023. So our very first event is January 14th. We have a training clinic on campus to help get kids ready for our contests that are coming up. So March is horse bull and hippology and April is horse judging. Um, and so just the cycle starts all back over again. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm literally recruiting right now for uh, volunteers to help with our January event. And then, you know, it's just gonna roll right into horse bowl and hippology and horse judging from there. That's really, really cool. I'm glad that it's a year-round program because, you know, kids need stuff to do year-round, and I think this is so healthy for kids to be involved in. Yeah, they, they really don't get a lot of downtime, um, especially the ones who are really active and have, you know, really high goals set for what they want to accomplish. Like, you know, they have little breaks here and there, but it really does keep them busy almost year-round, I would say. Now, does 4-H cost kids to join it or people to start a group, or how does that work? For starting a club, there's not really a fee um, that's associated with starting a group. And as far as club dues or club fees, again, that's going to vary depending on where you're at. Um, I know for most clubs, they don't charge a membership fee or dues, but the group usually does have some sort of fundraiser that they participate in during the year um, to help with different activities that the, that the kids want to participate in. Right. So a lot of groups will have, like, uh, benefit horse shows. I know there's one group that does a benefit horse show, and with that money that they raise, they pay for the entry fees for all their club members to do whatever competitive events they want to participate in for the year and their horse show entry fees for the state show. So, again, it will vary from, you know, from club to club and kind of what their goals are for what they want to accomplish. 
that's really really a good program and does your program expound on um, things like breeding and careers that are out in the horse world and and help 4-H kids find careers or guide them with college or do you carry on after they they reach a certain age as a mentor sure so actually a lot of the um, the youth that go through these competitive events they major a lot of them major in some sort of science or um, agriculture related field I mean of course not all of them but a lot of them do um, when the kids come through things like hippology and horse judging and horse bowl, they're exposed to all kinds of industry professionals. You know, going to these contest shows and events, they get to see a lot of um, professionals in all sorts of jobs. Um, our hippology team this past year was able to do a tour out at the new uh, reproductive facility at the equine unit at NC State, and they got to interact with one of like the leading uh, researchers with equine reproduction and ask her questions. Um, and here in our office with the 4-H Horse Program, the undergraduate, inter undergraduate interns that we have that work for us are all former 4-Hers, um, so they get to to see it from the other side. Um, you know, they were once competitors, now they're helping organize and run the events, so that's fun. Um, that's, that's yeah, really, really I think, awesome. I think I answered that. <laughs> yeah, you did, did definitely, because, you know, the networking with horse professionals certainly gives you a leg up because almost all of them use apprentices and hire people. So, you know, that's really, really great that you continue to support them. And then they give back to the program when they're successful and when they're out there in the world doing things. So that's really awesome. I guess I should share one uh, particular success story, I guess, um, as it relates to college. So one of our 4-Hers that was on a horse, our horse judging team a few years ago, she really excelled in horse judging. She loved horse judging. She just she didn't want to stop competing because she loved it that much. So um, we were asked by the horse judging coach for Texas A&M if we had any youth um, that – we thought would want to potentially maybe participate in collegiate horse judging, um, the horse judging at Texas A&M. And so I sent her this particular youth's name and contact information, and she actually got a partial scholarship and um, is attending Texas A&M. She's a member of their horse judging team, and she actually um, recently won first place at the, the youth world, or at, at the quarter horse world in the uh, limited college division. So, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, just because of horse judging, like, I don't know that she probably would have ended up at Texas A&M, but it definitely helped that she had the horse judging experience, and, and that was something that she wanted to pursue. Absolutely. And, you know, horse judging pays pretty good. That's, that's not a bad career choice in a lot of instances. I tell kids all the time, and you know, when I was younger, you know, and in college and just out of college, it was it was great to have that little extra income, definitely from horse judging. So, um, yes, it's it's a great experience, not just for the knowledge that you get, but like you said earlier, the networking, um, getting to meet all kinds of people 
um, just the skill of knowing that you've got to um, talk in front of somebody, you know, learn a set of reasons, you know, and defend yourself. Um, it's definitely helpful. Absolutely. Not to mention all of the amazing horses that you get to see firsthand, you know, because horses are like people and all of them have personalities. And it's kind of cool to know that, you know, you, you judge that horse once and maybe now he's a world champion or maybe he's sired 50 world champions, you know. So all the way around, it's a great experience from every aspect that I can see. Anything else that you want to tell people about the 4-H program before we close out? Oh, gosh. You know, if you even remotely think that this is something that you might be interested in, definitely, you know, reach out, get involved, give it a try. Um, you know, we, we have, like I said, so many opportunities um, depending on your strengths and, you know, what you are interest, might be interested in, whether it's, like I said, it's the, the public speaking or the artistic expression um, or, of course, you know, the riding and the showing and the camps and the clinics. Um, it, it, you know, it is a really um, amazing experience to get to participate in all these events. And, um, you know, you never know. One day it could lead to something really great down the road. Um like I said, I was a forager one time. I distinctly remember when I was 11 years old at the state herbology contest. I was watching the guy that was in charge at the time. He was walking around running the contest, and I remember thinking to myself, that would be kind of a cool job. Like, you get to plan all this, and you get to run this, and come up with all the stations. And, and yeah. lo and behold, here I am yeah. doing that for my job. Um, it's it's really fun. Um, we have so many alumni that have kids in the program now. Um, so it's definitely like a generational thing that we have here. Um, you know, and a lot of our program um, alumni are now 4-H agents, ag teachers. Um, so they give back constantly. Um by, you know, training youth and, and getting them involved in our activities. Now, how can people reach you and find find you? What's your web address? Um, honestly, if you just Google uh, North Carolina 4-H Horse Program, that'll probably be the first thing that comes up. Um, our website is um, equinehusbandry.ces ncsu.edu but honestly the easiest way is to just to google it um we are part of the animal science department at nc state very good well i've really enjoyed learning more about your program and and helping everybody out there find out more about it and i every state has some type of 4-h program i would assume so if you're listening from out of state, you know, check this out in your home states because it's a really great program that always needs more volunteers. Absolutely. And thank you for um, highlighting us. And like I said, if anybody has any questions or wants to learn more, just look, look us up on, um, on the Internet and send us an email or give us a call, and we'll definitely put you in touch with the correct person. All right. And... Um, Thank you for being on the show, and thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, 
We walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening.